Comicsology friends, I'm Kate. I'm Jen. And I'm the other Jen. And we're the drunk, drunk, drunk mythology gals. Gals. <laughs> Whatever. Now, I can't why, even. Why anymore. don't we just edit that out? I can't. Can we just edit that out? You know, no, we can't edit out the title. Uh, I'm gonna get a metronome. <laughs> <laughs> And set it to Largo, and then maybe we'll be slow enough for everyone to keep up. Andante. <laughs> Sorry, this is this is the like music major in me, or you know, like uh, need to stay on beat. Yeah. Well, you know, I I would like to do that too. It. I don't think it would work. You know, I still I think, think it comes help. down to trust issues with us. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You know what though? I'm going first. I'm taking that leap. And then you all you know, like I went first for so many goddamn me. episodes. <laughs> okay, how about we make a pact that we'll just we'll do it together and be nice. Can like the trust fall? Can we No. Can we I, like, I am a, not a, trust falling with any of you. <laughs> <sighs> okay, I'll, but... I'll trust fall with you, Jen, but not okay. with Kate. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You know what? This leads perfectly into what we're talking about this week, which is actually the start of four weeks of tricks and treats to celebrate Loki Palooza, leading up to the new Loki era and Disney's Loki miniseries. And all I got to say is they better not change up the schedule again. (laughs) <laughs> uh, there, there's talk that it might actually be in May now because what? Because some of That's the it. commercials I'm have done. said May. I'm fucking out of here! <laughs> you can't trust him, Kate. And also, rule of three, right? All right, <laughs> it makes sense. Do not, Kim, do we not need a sound effect of me. a slamming door. <laughs> <laughs> we need a sound effect of of Kate stomping off and slamming the door. Yep, Kate slam door. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so huh, to start uh, Loki Palooza off, uh, we're going to do four episodes. And I guess even if <laughs> it launches like next week, I don't know, uh, we'll still <laughs> be doing our trickster episodes and we'll be talking mm-hmm. about the tricksters of Greek and Norse mythology. So today, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about some Greek gods who were tricksters. Tricky, tricky. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing. Now, you also said treats. You said four weeks of tricks and treats. My treat is vodka. What are you guys? What? I Do we really have to have... ask what Jen is drinking today? <laughs> I have two inches of lukewarm water. In my flamingo cup. <laughs> oh well, at least we're back to the flamingo cup. Yeah, I, I yeah, actually my old unfortunately standard. have a doctor's appointment after this, so it's probably not a good idea to show up reeking of whiskey. So, <laughs> am I not. the only one drinking today? Yeah. Okay, that means I got to drink extra. All right. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much because I okay I, I am there in spirit, and it probably means I'm going to be more spirit, ragey than but um bump. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be more ragey than usual because I don't have anything to, like, mellow. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what's going on yeah. with me. Uh, and so with our disclaimer, do not drink and drive cars, chariots, eight-legged horses, 
tricksters that pretend to be cars <laughs> that aren't. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think of a Disney movie. <laughs> I'm now gone back to childhood Transformers. <laughs> oh, All right. Let's get started before this gets any worse. A long time ago, when the world was young. Okay. I am going to want to hear some thanks at the end of this that I did not inflict on y'all the rabbit hole. I ended up going down about Jungian archetypes and its roots in platonic ideals. I mean, I'm not going to do it in this episode. I actually am working on a deep geek dive for Patreon because who doesn't want to know more about Jungian archetypes, mythology, folklore, and our collective unconscious? I don't even understand what you just said. Yeah, so... <laughs> Don't answer that, either of you. I know what to say. <laughs> yeah. Great. But it's... I think there was some psychology. At least, at least there'll be no blaming... mentioned in there. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, at least there'll be no blaming mother. With, no, with no, young, that, so. that's Freud. And <laughs> okay. we don't do that until we get to, like, Oedipus. <laughs> no. But... I remember that name from high school. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be a fun one to read aloud. Uh, but mm. in all honesty, I was fucking around in my research files and books and whatever, looking for examples of Drick, Drick, Trickster. <laughs> you Greek, sure you're not drinking? <laughs> I should be, really. Greek trickster gods that I wanted to bring up. And I invert, inadvertently found some kind of meaningful I, and academic shit. So... Yes, this means I actually bought two books on trickster mythology oh, analysis oh, because I can, I don't care, I spared you Jungian analysis. So you can just put up with hearing me talk about and reference stuff from Mythical Trickster Figures, which is a collection of essays edited by professors mm -hmm. Williams, Dottie and Hines, yes, two professors, two Williams, and Trickster Makes the World, Mischief, Myth, and Art by Professor Lewis Hyde. And you are going. Those are made up names. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the the high thing names. is just kind of so right? appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. uh, so you are going to get my regularly scheduled ragey myth telling. But I thought since we're doing like a little bit of a longer series, semi series on this or mini series on this, mm -hmm. you know, it might be interesting to get some bigger context about tricksters and mythology. So I'm going to start by doing the thing that tricksters like Loki would probably hate the most, identifying oh. and defining them. Oh, yeah. Oh. He's not about that. Yeah. But see, this alone. is what I like. Definitions giving me the the parameters. Exactly. Yeah. So. This, this appeals see, to See, I like other gen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> In the okay. moment. Yeah. That is subject to change, I mean, but wow. anyway. Give it time. Yeah. Yeah. Give it time. <laughs> Give me a few more sips here. So I got this definition from Wikipedia because out of all the places I looked, it actually was the best and most succinct one I, you know, came across. In mythology, a trickster is a character in a story who has a great degree of intellect or secret knowledge, and uses it to play tricks, disobey normal rules, and defy conventional behavior. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I love that. Isn't that mm -hmm. fun? 
So you know what this is. makes me think of? This makes me think of all kinds of creative avenues where you're taught you first need to learn the rules before you break the rules. I'm assuming that wasn't in your accounting degree. <laughs> <laughs> I said creative. Creativity. <laughs> creative accounting. Creative accounting is usually a bad thing. Yeah. So this goes to the yeah. culinary degrees. This goes to my husband. He's got his master's in illustration. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, even in writing, him, like, uh, obviously, yeah. like, you know, exactly. you have to create the rules of your world and magic and whatever before you like say boom. But yeah. So according to uh, Lewis Hyde, um, tricksters are boundary crossers and deliberately, and that's a really important word, deliberately mm -hmm. choose to violate the social and natural order of things. Mm -hmm. So they know yeah. what they're doing and that it will yeah. cause trouble, but they do it anyway. And yeah. their role is to disrupt our normal, but in the end, it establishes a new normal. Mm -hmm. So really, I'm still stuck on this whole learn the rules and master the rules before you break the rules. Well, I'm about. Yeah, this is. I love this. I, I'm all over this. I love you. Other Sorry. Day. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. Give it time. So, it's still early. <laughs> but, you know, the, this is a way of understanding the chaos that results in change, even when that chaos yeah. is harmful or the change is for the worse. And you're like, why did this happen? Like, well, the, 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 the. Mm -hmm. you know, we have explanatory stories like that. So it's no surprise that tricksters are one of the only characters in mythology who can openly mock or disrupt authority, um, just like the court jester is exempt mm -hmm. from punishment for insulting mm -hmm. the king. Um, and however, they often pay a price for it. Hello, Prometheus. Uh, <laughs> but even am I supposed to know who that is again? You will. You will. Okay. Eventually, okay. Um, they they do end up paying a price for it, but they do get out of paying that price, or you know, maybe pay a lesser price because. How do you actually punish chaos? Because, you know, the punishment that's supposed to last for all eternity never lasts for all eternity. They always find a way it, out it of it. It doesn't. Yeah. Mm. But but they never tell us how. No, they, they don't, just... which really makes me a little angry, but we'll get angry at yeah. that in another episode. So, I mean, <laughs> personally, I think the worst punishment for a trickster would be a nine to five desk job as an assistant project manager in a consulting firm that would crush the soul of Loki after a while, but maybe that's just <laughs> oh, yeah. me. I mean, it is interesting if you think both Prometheus and Loki get basically bound to rocks. Yeah. And there are like, you know, organs involved in both. Yeah. So wow. it's yeah. like, it's the only exactly. thing that, you know, and keeps them down. And, uh, you know, none of them in any of the stories hold down regular employment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I'll trade with Loki for a day. He can have my accounting job for a go. day. There you go. So I don't know if you'd like what you come back to. <laughs> this is a good point. <laughs> there is that. Yeah, there is that. And on the other hand, it could make things really interesting for a while, a change of pace. But have a, a yeah, I think normal. everything would be on fire. 
And something would be screaming. Uh, We're not sure what, but yeah. something would be screaming. <laughs> yeah. It would be the geckos. <laughs> <laughs> so interesting mm. note here. Uh, Hyde points out that around the world, the primary mythological trickster figure is almost always male. Um, however, it is also totally normal and acceptable for the trickster to be gender, hell, even species fluid and pansexual. <laughs> so yeah. moving huh. on to the professors, Williams, Heinz and Dottie, um, <laughs> they assert that every trickster has, uh, several out of these six basic characteristics. So one the trickster is fundamentally ambiguous and anomalous. Mm-hmm. Two, deceiver and trick player, which kind of gets a duh from me, but whatever. Three, yeah, shapeshifter like, or master of disguise. Four, situation <laughs> inverter. Um, five, messenger and imitator of the gods. Yeah. And six, sacred and lewd problem solver quick on their feet uses whatever is at hand to fix things so witty (laughs) yeah i mean they use i'm thinking like whatever is at hand to fix things hello macgyver exactly like basically they use a word called uh, it's a it's a word called bricoleur it's a it's a highfalutin french term which basically means macgyver okay yeah so yeah so MacGyver was a trickster? Yeah. Half the audience is going, what the hell is Magra- MacGyver? Uh, no, didn't they, didn't they try a reboot of it? But it's kind of like MacGyver meets A-Team. And the now that's a crossover that yeah. I would guess. <laughs> but anyway. Was there a crossover? Oh, I, there should there there's should a rabbit been. hole. There should have been. So now here's a thing that Loki would really hate. And I love this so yeah. much. <laughs> <laughs> the trickster Uh-oh. is fundamentally important to the long-term stability of society. Mm-hmm. That's right, that, bitches. Trickery yeah. is required for long-term stability, survival, and progress. Loki, I, you know, I'm not having a problem with any I of know. this. What is and, wrong with me? And Loki at this point might as well just admit he needs bifocals and more fiber <laughs> in his diet. Right? Yeah, I'd be pretty pissed. <laughs> What's the, the phrase change is the only constant? Well, actually, I'm about to, you're reading my mind. Did I just steal your thunder? You just I'm read sorry. the next slide. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but it makes sense if you think about it, because the only thing that is absolutely constant about society is that it is constantly changing. You can't mm-hmm. stop change, only direct it. However, you also need to maintain some kind of social order so we don't all become heathens who hang toilet paper the wrong way and pronounce the L in salmon. <laughs> I. It, it has been a day. <laughs> I have a coworker who says quesadillas. <laughs> and I'm out of here. <laughs> Cue the door slam. <laughs> I'm just thinking of armadillos. I'm writing Armadillo. that down for Kim. <laughs> but so what we need and what societies do best with is gradual but constant change. That's where the trickster comes mm-hmm. in. So remember how I mm-hmm. said the trickster disrupts the normal, but in the end establishes a new normal. Well, that's Mm -hmm. progress, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So 
now that I have totally depressed Loki and he's off sobbing and rocking in the corner and planning to murder me. He doesn't want to be useful. (laughs) He's like, God damn it, I don't want to be useful. I'm ornamental, damn it. (laughs) Leave me to my sequins. Glittery, (laughs) sparkly. (laughs) I'm ready to show off some Uh, divine tricks of my own. Oh, Oh, yeah. Are you ready? Because... Obviously, the most well-known Greek god tricksters are Prometheus and Hermes. This naturally Mm -hmm. means I'm not going to talk about them today. (laughs) Instead, (laughs) I'm going to tell you about Apate, the spirit of deceit. Oh, and fuck this. Never heard of him. (laughs) Fuck the system. Apate is a female trickster. Boom, baby. Oh, yeah. Okay, now I'm on board. Yeah. Well, you might not be in a second, because in true Greek fashion, Apate is either the child of Nyx, Knight, or Nyx and Erebus. Take your pick. Okay. (laughs) Kim, I think we need another door slam for Jen walking out the door. Does that that go back to the the fart egg? Yes. Okay. Yes. Episode one, guys, if you need to know the reference there, go back and listen to episode one. The wind egg. Yes. Nick's laid a wind egg. Yeah. Fart egg. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, So we're talking about somebody who is the product of possibly a fart egg. Yes. And she is the daemon or embodied spirit of deceit. And daemons in Greek mythology were like, they're not demons. They're, even though it sounds like that, it, they're more like sort of personificate personifications mm-hmm. of like human traits and, mm-hmm. but they're not full deities. So hmm. they're, okay. you know, they were born before the Olympian gods, but they're also not necessarily as powerful as the olympian gods it's it's very complicated it's it it's it's like a they're like betas it's like a bad family reunion and you're like wait are you my third (laughs) cousin third cousin twice removed what the hell like what anyway yeah so the goddess hera went in search of Apate because she wanted to get revenge on a chick that surprise (laughs) zeus was sleeping with not on Zeus, mm. the girl he was sleeping with. Of course. Because mythology was written by men. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, clarification on a couple points that will make sense once we move forward. The mortal woman's name was Semele. And I'm hearing Semelina pasta. I know. I, I was like <laughs> Semelina, but it's Semele. And the spirit this the daemon envy um had disguised himself as Ares, who is the god of war and hera's son to bring the news of this affair to hera and he in the form of Ares, pretended to storm off from olympus in disgust at all of this and oh there's a good point for kim to put in the, <laughs> the door off sound <laughs> Our sound effect for the episode. There you go. <laughs> and Hera wanted her son Ares to come back and live at home, and she wanted Zeus to drop his mortal side piece. So, just remember, okay, Hera I th- is mad at Zeus because he's sleeping with Semele, and uh, 
Envy in disguise as Aries is like, Mom, I'm moving out. Dad keeps doing this. <laughs> so going on a low carb diet. I just, don't, I just don't know why they're so shocked about this ever. Like, you know, just why are we shocked? Just let that, the man live his life. Are we shocked that Loki ties his balls to anything that's no. moving? Like, <laughs> no, that's in an episode I have yet to be part of, right? Right, that's episode has not happened. Yeah, so. it will though. It's part of the Loki Palooza. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> anyway. Um, Things to look forward to. I'm just going to pick some bits from the actual source, the Dionysiaca, Dionysiaca uh, for my lovelies to read. Oh, so, fun. original Jen, if you would. Okay. Hera stormed with flying shoe through the heaven bespangled with its pattern of shining stars. She coursed through... Innum- innumerable innumerable cities <laughs> and tra- with traveling foot seeking if anywhere she could find a pate the crafty one the fickle deity met Hera there on the hills of Crete for a pate was fond of the Cretans for they are always liars <laughs> and she used to stay by the false tomb of Zeus about her hips was a girdle which contains all the cunning bewitchments of mankind trickery with its many shifts cajoling seduction all the shapes of guile perjury itself which flies on the winds of heaven so uh please note apate used to chill by the false tomb of zeus <laughs> yeah i was curious about that because of course i'm zeus still stuck on the tomb. very first line there hera stormed with flying shoe like she threw a shoe, I, or she's riding on a shoe. Maybe she borrowed Hermes's what, is this, sandals. Or she has flying shoes. The little old woman yeah. who lived in a shoe. <laughs> I think we're going to have to add that to the questions and shit discussion. Okay, so See, I'm writing it down. All right, you do that. So flying <clears throat> shoe. Now that Hera has run into a pate, she's like, "Girlfriend, can I?" borrow that fabulous belt and i think other jen is in just oh. the right mood for reading <laughs> this bit oh yeah i don't even know what's coming up here i've not looked at this ahead of time okay <clears throat> apologies for pronunciations hera then spoke to apate good greeting lady of wily mind and wily snares okay not Hermes hoax the wits himself can outdo you with his plausible prittle prattle. <laughs> what the, what the <laughs> fuck is this? Not me. Lend me, lend me also that girdle of many colors. A woman of the earth compels me, whose betting with Zeus makes furious Ares declare that he will house in heaven no more. What do I profit by being a goddess immortal? I am afraid Zeus, who is called my husband and brother. Whoa, whoa, what? <laughs> <laughs> Writing that down. <laughs> okay. I'm afraid Zeus, who is called my husband and brother, will banish me from heaven for a mortal woman's bed. Afraid he may make Semele queen of his Olympos. Come then, honor Hera, the mother of all, the bride of Zeus, and lend me the help of your girdle, 
that I may charm my runaway son, furious Ares, to make heaven once more his home. Honey, you need to take follow yeah. your son and get the L. Yeah. <laughs> there the there is there. so much to unpack in that one. Oh, so okay. Uh, Apate, upon hearing this, is all about the girl code, at least for the moment. Uh, she says. Mother of Enialos, uh, Enialios, uh, bride first enthroned of Zeus, I give, I will give my girdle and anything else you ask of me. I obey since you reign over the gods with Cronion or Zeus. Receive this sash, bind it about your bosom, and you may bring Ares back to heaven. If you like, charm the mind of Zeus. He will leave his earthly love sluts and return self-bidden to heaven. He will change his mind by my guileful girdle. This one puts to shame the heart-bewitching girdle of Aphrodite. Hera is like, thanks, girlfriend. Takes off again with flying shoe. She then goes yeah, I and got that written down. <laughs> she then goes and kills Zeus's mortal girlfriend, but yeah, things don't turn out as she hoped. <laughs> but that's another myth for another time. I'm betting and I actually we know for a fact now that <laughs> there are a lot of questions <laughs> and shit. So let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey, Drunk Mythology friends, I'm Kate. And I'm the other Jen. Wait, where's Original Jen this time? Original Jen is busy cleaning out Sleepnir's stall. I mean, with eight legs, who knows how many stomachs that horse has? Or is that cows? Um, I think you're thinking of cows because that was one of our trivia questions in that trivia game we're testing out behind the scenes. And I think the cows have eight stomachs or was it four i mm. i don't know i got that question wrong <laughs> <laughs> well no matter how many stomachs she's not here but we are here to tell you about anchor for podcasting with no cow stomachs <laughs> not unless you want to do a podcast about cows which you totally could because it's super easy to start a podcast with anchor is there a platform for cows to listen like cows even listen to a podcast? Anchor would distribute your cowcast across all popular podcast platforms. How did we get onto cows? Because we were wondering how many stomachs a horse has, or was it cows? Regardless, feeding all those stomachs costs money, which means you have to make money off your cowcast, which is why Anchor is a great place to start because you can start making money from the get-go with Anchor. But how much does it cost? Like, okay, how many smoothies does Fenrir have to sell in order to pay for his podcast about smoothies? <laughs> oh my God, I'm so drunk today. <laughs> Wait, I thought Fenrir was doing a podcast about cows or was no. it horses? No. <laughs> yeah, I might be a little drunk too. Either way, it is totally free to have a podcast on Anchor. F-R-E-E free. Yeah, my see, my fan fiction has Fenrir running his own smoothie shop, and I work there. 
Uh, yeah. Other Jen is talking about original Jen's books, Truth and Other Lies, and The Order of Chaos, which you should all check out under her pen name of Lyra Wolf. And yeah, Wolf, yeah. Fenrir. Yeah. Yeah. So if I want to do a podcast for Fenrir, all I'd have to do is go to anchor.fm to get started because I'm like totally thinking that OG and I need to do that. Yep. Just go to anchor like the thingy on a boat thingy that goes to the bottom. Shut up. Yeah, we're drunk. <laughs> yeah, it's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. You're just lucky I didn't spell out anchovy because it was a close call. <laughs> Check it out or make Fenrir sleep near and all the cows and their stomachs really upset. Ah! <laughs> oh my God, Kate. I think this is our best ad ever. Indubitably. Because, yeah, we put the drink into drunk mythology gals. And we're back with questions and shit. We need like a little jingle <laughs> for questions and shit. <laughs> <laughs> If somebody ever wants to record like a little 1950s, like, welcome back to questions. Like, you know, that would totally be awesome. So I think it would be great if we got somebody with a nice British accent to do a little posh, you know, so it sounds so serious and formal. And now we come back with questions and shit. Oh, my God. Right? Awesome. Ooh, I might have a lead on that. Anyway, so <laughs> let's just start with some questions about the little myth we discussed. Because I know there are things, like we've got the context of the trickster. We get this. Um, yeah. I I feel like Hera needs to sort out what she really wants here because I'm not sure how bringing Ares back to Olympus is going to solve the problem of Zeus's infidelity. Right. How is, uh, yeah. What's her priority? And and also, I mean, uh, who knew that Ares, the god of war, was such a mama's boy? <laughs> wow. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it could be that she doesn't like want to look so needy. So she's like making just a, an excuse of why she has to do this. Well, that brings me to my other point, which is could Hera actually be tricking Apate? Because Hera doesn't mm -hmm. use the girdle to lure Ares back. She goes straight for homicide and kills Zeus's mortal girlfriend. And hmm. I mean, that's how you get stuff done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, get rid of the problem. <laughs> yeah. Isn't homicide usually my here. line? <laughs> cool, cool. We'll roll with that. This is what We're you tricking when, you, Kate. You know, this is what you get when you have two Ravenclaws and a Slytherin with no balancing forces. Um, but, you know, uh, my question then becomes like this really weird paradox one because then wouldn't Apate, who is the goddess, the, the spirit of deceit, know she was being deceived? And the incredible irony, if that's true, the goddess of deceit with is cursed with never being able to be deceived. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Yeah. That just, woohoo. Um, and then what's the legal term for guilt by association and knowledge and accessory? Whatnot? There's. Yeah, there you go. There you go. 
Yeah. Yeah. She could be. Well, speaking of accessories, um, I just yeah, have to let's come back to accessories. I just have uh-huh. to throw some love over to the shade Apate is throwing on Aphrodite. She's like, <laughs> Aphrodite, that bitch thinks she's got a guileless, a magical guile girdle. <laughs> My magic guile girdle <laughs> makes hers like, like a fell off the back of the truck knockoff that you buy from like some shady dude selling designer girdles spread out on a blanket on the street. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting how many of these like magical items though is like throughout all mythology. Especially wearables. Like, yeah, wearables. <laughs> yeah. Like, like that's like the number one thing. It's kind of a funny deal. Yeah, like weren't you saying something about Loki having a Yeah, like a, there a, there was just references to him having flying shoes. Like like even like something like Sky Treader or something like that. And I don't we don't know where they come from, but it's just referenced. And then also about that he asks Freya, the goddess of you know similar to Aphrodite in a way, for her falcon cloak so he can fly to Jotunheim. And it's, again, interesting how here is a little bit similar. They're borrowing from each other their special magical items. Yeah. He just wanted to be fucking Liberace with that feather. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like, look how fabulous this makes me look. (laughs) And when Freya got it back, it was covered in glitter. Oh, yeah. And he knew nothing about it. He was totally bedazzled. Nothing. An Elton John concert. (laughs) Absolutely bedazzled the shit out of that thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So flying shoes. I mean, isn't there a who's the Greek guy that's got Hermes. the little wings on his? Hermes. Okay, Hermes. Mm-hmm. And you said in the beginning he's one of the more well-known tricksters. Exactly. He actually, um, uh, fresh out of the womb, stole his brother Apollo's herd of cattle, and then tricked him <laughs> really? into forgiving him by giving him a harp. <laughs> I stole your herd of That's cows. how you do it. I stole your herd of cows, but hey, here's a harp. I think that's a fair compromise. <laughs> yeah. Oh my Hermes, goodness. Hermes has some um has some has some presents. But Okay. Yeah. I still have another question written down. Oh yeah. The line where she says, I am afraid Zeus, who is called my husband and brother. Can you break that shit down? There's nothing to break down. He is. What? <laughs> Don't you remember? If, if, it, if it's Greek and has gods, it's it means incest. Incest. <sighs> it's Luke and Leia all over again. It, right? Right? <sighs> he is called <gasps> my Jedi and my brother. Oh, uh, no! <laughs> <laughs> You're killing me! <laughs> I love it. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. But and, uh, again, we come back to this was all written by men. Yeah, and you know, I the fact that like also I love the academic analysis that you know Hyde and Heinz and Dottie take, but it also kind of goes to show that. I know that, yes, there's the archetype, there's the Jungian archetype of trickster, but if you really want to look at, 
you know, what tricksters do in mythology and who plays the trickster, um, there are, they're not all male, not even a majority of them. Like just off the top of my head, I can think of Aphrodite, Ariadne, Penelope, Medea, Circe, like, mm-hmm. and those are just like the top line myths that, you know, I, like I said, I get off the top of my head. Um, Is Are they being sexist? Are they being like, oh, women, for a woman to behave that way, that's just I, that's I don't just think they're them. being sexist. I think they're being they, very they seem to, strict was, in their interpretation of the archetype. Yeah. I was going to say, like, they – and, like, here, like, with Cersei and stuff, I mean, I think they put her in category of, of witch. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, Aphrodite is a goddess, and she mm-hmm. she plays a lot of tricks. And Penelope, you know – she plays literally the world's longest prank waiting for Odysseus to come home. You know? yeah. I've never even heard of Penelope. Yeah. Oh, just wait till we do that one. <laughs> the Odyssey. <laughs> That's going to be a fun one. Um, Medea, you know, it. okay, her trickery kind of involves infanticide and dubious culinary <laughs> practices. But, you know, yeah. she pulls it Ooh. off. Okay. And, you know, Ariadne uh, comes up with the way for Perseus, to, uh, Theseus, Jesus Christ, Theseus to, you know, she helps him trick the labyrinth, basically, and find his way back out, you know. So uh, they, there are female tricksters by divinity and, you know, nature and circumstance, you know, but these so, guys say they don't quite meet the criteria to be called yeah. tricksters. And I'm thinking that maybe they do. We just need to look at myths a different mm-hmm. way. Again, these guys also published this stuff, you know, 20, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. So, you know, the perspectives and attitudes and lenses of academia have, mm-hmm. you know, widened and shifted and expanded. But Sure. I would like to, you know, I would like to posit that I think you could have, you could make a really good argument for, you know, for every male character in a myth that, you know, you say, oh, well, he fits the archetype of a trickster, or he takes on the role of a trickster, even if that's not his nature, but he does it by circumstance or necessity. Well, mm-hmm. you, there are just as many women who do that. So mm-hmm. women can be tricky too. In fact, I think that's probably why they didn't make an archetype of a female trickster because that would just be too scary. Probably. <laughs> we would dominate. We, I mean, we would, we would the, dominate. The male tricksters would be posers at that point. Yeah. And it would just, it would be scary. It, it would be, I mean, I don't know that the social order could have handled it. That's the only thing. <laughs> Anything you can do, I can do better. <laughs> Anything. Yeah, I and then you have Loki. Better you than can, you. You know. All right. So, Jen, here's a question. Other original Jen, here's a question. Yeah. <laughs> do we know if there's going to be a moment of uh, Loki dressing up or cross-dressing or cross-gendering? In the series? Yeah. 
Um, in a way, yes, because there is going to be multiple versions of Loki uh, that he's having to chase down, and one of them is a female version of himself. Whoa, whoa, what? Yeah. It's do we late, need it, to... They're, can we call, dig into called, that or do we need to save that? It's called Lady Loki. That's like the name. So yes, there is Lady Loki <gasps> running around. If you look at the trailer, like usually people are thinking it's Black Widow. It's not. That's uh-huh. who that is. So I need to go back and watch the trailer again. Yeah. I'm writing um, that down too. Because <laughs> in, I mean, there's like a famous thing like in the comics that like he like says like, oh, I don't identify as gender fluid. I am gender fluid. I identify as a bitch. Ah! perfect i love Um, that so yeah i think in this series i'll be bringing some of this in yeah no slowly i'm cool with that yeah Yeah. that all right well yeah so don't forget (sighs) we're still going to be doing all of our loki squee fangirling and analysis right after i think jen's got the corner on that yeah (laughs) yeah so that's next week (laughs) yeah covering all of that like again yeah loki might not be the only trickster in asgard there might be some other ones that pull a stunt here there yeah i you know even thor was trying at least according to the movies thor was working on his lokiness but well, yeah. just... You know what? Thor's out protecting us from from the giants while you know, Odin's just silence. <laughs> I will hit you with my hammer. <laughs> if only I like... can get across this fjord. <laughs> Would you like to share in my herring? I have breakfast. If anybody, if anybody needs to know what the hell we're referencing, you need to go back and listen to uh, what episode was uh, that? It would be episode was 12? twelve and fourteen. Yeah. yeah. I just love primarily. Thor. Like he's so nice. He's just like, I have some breakfasts. And then all of a sudden it's like, I'm going to hit you with my hammer. <laughs> just like from zero to a hundred. <laughs> well, I mean, Odin kind of Thor's being so nice. He's like, I have breakfast and I'm going to share it with you. And Odin's like, You're a fucking loser who can't get laid. <laughs> and Thor's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was just like like the door's like getting and he knows exactly. <laughs> he knows exactly what buttons to press. My favorite is like, oh, well, your mom's dead. <laughs> Seriously, guys, listen to episode 12. It's hysterical. Yeah. And 14, because that's where we get the silence. I will hit you with my hammer. <laughs> because that is one of my favorite lines that I have ever spoken on this podcast. <laughs> Because it encapsulates my rage so perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> I still can't get over. If I could just get across this fjord. <laughs> Maybe he needs some flying shoes. Oh, <laughs> there we go. All right, people. So we're going to end this shit show of an episode. And don't forget to add yourself to our social media scrolls on Instagram at Drunk Mythology Gals, which is a fabulous on Twitter account. At drunk- yeah. Follow Instagram. <laughs> on Twitter at Drunk Myth Gals, and I'm slowly making it. I got some more followers. On TikTok at Drunk Mythology Gals. Who's running the TikTok? I'm not running the TikTok. Oh shoot! That it's should be a face- work in progress. That should be Who's Facebook. Running the- oh, sh- that should be Facebook. Uh- <laughs> Oops. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, 
Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Facebook I'm in charge of. And if you guys want really funny stuff, go to Instagram. Like the Facebook page because <laughs> I'm I'm funny. I hear my husband in my ear going, if you have to tell people you're funny, you're not funny. No, she I'm is fu- funny, damn it. She she is funny. It's Facebook. just Instagram is better. Facebook <laughs> drunk mythology gals. We I, also I mean double have digits. A website that is a constant work in progress. But if you want to take a look at it, you can take a look at it at drunkmythologygals.com. On Patreon at patreon.com slash drunkmythologygals. And that's where or we have drop a lot of a bonuses l- stuff. Bonus yeah. bonuses. Whatever. Yeah. Or if you really want to go for email, drunkmythologygals at gmail.com. I wrote myself a note last episode to check the email and I have not done it yet. <laughs> if you want to send a wind egg into the void, <laughs> you can email You us. can try one of Odin's ravens to send a message. Raven mail. <laughs> but anyway, no, seriously, thank you for joining us. Uh, please subscribe, leave a rating or review, tell your friends and family about us, especially if they are slumming it with some mortal girl and you need a girdle that uh, is magical and will basically allow you to uh, ostensibly commit homicide or maybe just, you know, make your kids move back home. I don't, I'm not sure, but anyway, (laughs) just remember. If the gods behave badly, then so can you.